0: Welcome to C3 Church Central Coast Sermon Cast. We pray that you'll be inspired and impacted by this message and trust that you're better equipped to live your best life. Awesome. So yeah, we're going through James, talking about faith. So let me read a nice big chunk of James chapter 2. I'm going to go from verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe there is one God, you do well, but even the demons believe, and they tremble. But do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works Faith was made perfect. Are you with me? Verse 23, let's keep going. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body without the spirit is dead so faith without works is dead also. So, faith with works, faith without works. This is a controversial passage. Um, Famously, Martin Luther even said that the book of James should be removed from the Bible, and this passage had a lot to do with that. Um, But all scripture is breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, reproof, Correction and training in righteousness. So this is the word of God. This is what he said to us. So it's true. And the Bible is complicated and almost paradoxical at times, but it it doesn't contradict itself. It doesn't lie and everything fits together perfectly. So I'm excited. Let's get into it. I thought first, let's just address a really key fundamental issue before we go any further, about salvation. There is nothing we can do to earn salvation. Our works do not save us. Grace does. Jesus does. Let me just read a few verses. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Nine, if you can your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Grace is a free gift, completely and utterly unearned. And we don't work for our salvation. We just receive it. We just believe and receive it. But once we receive salvation, we enter into a relationship with God. And that faith has an outworking Because that, that's not just an on or off switch. That relationship with God has sort of like levels, like we grow in our maturity. We grow in, 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 in the knowing of God. We know Him more as we, as we mature. And, and, and that faith that we have, it has fruit. It has an outworking in our lives and it looks like something. So, you know, there's, there's sort of commentary about James versus Paul, but James and Paul don't contradict each other. They complement each other. They're, they're two sides of the same coin. Paul says we're saved by faith and James says, well, this is what that looks like. So let's just be clear on that, that we don't earn our salvation. We receive it. But once we are saved, our daily faith does have fruit. It does have action. It's an active thing and it looks like something in our daily life. And that's what we want to talk about today. So it starts with the heart. It has to start with the heart because you can have works without faith. You can have faithless actions or actionless faith and neither is good. Romans 12.3 says God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And Romans 10.10 10 says, For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. So it, it starts in our heart. And this is where people can get into trouble because their works begin to replace their faith instead of be an outworking of their faith. And maybe for you, the the, the, the outworking sort of aspect of it, which we're going to go into later, the, the active, actionable faith, that's a little bit daunting for you because you feel like, I don't... I don't have faith to outwork. It's not It's not in me. But but God did give us a measure of faith. And it, the Bible talks about weak faith. So there are levels of faith. That faith can be strong or weak. But the cool thing is that we can strengthen our faith. We can grow it and flex it like a muscle and strengthen it. And that comes from the word. Romans 10.17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is the source. This is the fuel of our faith. And this this word, it goes in us and it's planted as a seed and that's where the faith grows. James 1.21, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. The word gets implanted in us and that is where the faith grows. That's where it comes from. That's how we strengthen it. So faith, I want to look at it like a muscle and the first thing that we need to do is, is fuel your head and you meditate and and memorize and and read and read, but then it, it, it gets in our heart and it becomes a spiritual active substance It's not quite there. And and, and that's where you kind of struggle. So our faith, it it applies to different areas. And and we can be stronger and weaker. Let me ask you and challenge you. Where where is your faith strong? And where is it weak? Because we can't function with weak faith. James is so clear that we need to work out our faith. But we can't do that. We can't sit on our faith. We've got to step on it. And so... Yeah, I just wanted to like honour them this morning because that that was a a great thing that I don't know, it was such a great way to grow up and we were prayed over far, far more times than we were ever given Panadol. Like far more times. We wanted Panadol, but we got laid hands on big drink of water in a week if you're still in pain. And we never were. We just got healed. Because we had to. It was so cool. Like, honestly, it, it, and fight this faith battle, you, you gain that ground because your kids get to just grow up in that. And what a privilege. What a blessing. So we get this faith. We, we, we fuel our faith in the word. And then we've got to work it out. Then we've got to kind of exercise it. Because if we, it's all fuel and no fitness, no exercise, then our faith gets kind of flabby. You know, if we just feed our bodies and never do anything, we, that's, we don't need that. And in the same way, if we exercise without the fuel, then we perish. You, you can't sustain that. So we need both and it is a process. First we fuel it and then the faith begins to take shape in our lives. We exercise it by putting it into practice. James 1:22. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. A doer of the word. So we've got to have these strong faith muscles where we actually we do the word, and it, and it, and the more we do it, the stronger it gets, and the easier it gets. Because, like um, Dad was talking about two weeks ago, the tests do come. And we have to be ready. We have to have strong faith muscles so that we can lift and stretch and, and do things. Um, a, a few weeks ago, I went uh, overseas and I stayed at the airport, at the hotel at Sydney Airport the night before the flight because it was in the morning. And um, I, so I woke up and it was just the second day of the storm. Like this, the, the the first night of the storm was the Monday. And then I woke up on the Tuesday morning And um, I had a few, like an hour or two before I had to leave and you couldn't go outside. It was still like just wild out there. But I was a bit restless um, and I was going to be on a plane all day. So I got an app thing on my phone, like a hotel room workout, like so you can exercise just like in your room without needing any equipment or space. And um, it was good. And I don't know, I don't exercise a lot, but when I do, I get this weird like, Chris Brown anointing and just go too hard for what I can do. Like, it was just, I don't know. Um, So it's all, like, because you're not going It's not cardio. It's kind of, like, all this, like, you know, plank and lunges and squats and all that kind of thing. It was good. And um, I felt a bit, you know, like, jelly afterwards. It was good. Had a shower, got on the plane. Um, And then that night when we landed, I, I was, like, a bit stiff, but just, like, good, normal, like, workout stiff. Like, oh, yeah, nice. And then... The next day, I could not walk. (laughs) Like, have you ever tried to limp with both legs? On both legs? Like, I just, it was like I just had pins put in, like I couldn't... Move! I looked so stupid, and I'd sit like we were—I was working. Like we'd sit into this meeting room, and I'd sort of have to like fall into my chair because I couldn't like sit down. Like oh, it was—and then like, getting up, I'd be like lean on my phone. like help me, help me, help me get up, and I'd sort of have to like lean on the table. Like it was bad. So you've got to exercise right. You've got to fuel first. You've got to ease into it, and that's what can happen if if you get a big test. And you got to sort of exercise all this faith that you haven't strengthened. It can be a bit much. We can do it because God is always with us. But but it's so good if we can have that consistency. That's active. Like, you know, when it comes to it, sometimes, like, we sort of over-spiritualize. God's like, cool, man, I actually don't really need prayer right now. I just need a shower. Like, that'd be great. (laughs) Bless you guys. So it's true, every, every battle of faith and every moment of faith comes with action steps. This is a term that is popular at work because concepts don't make money. Like concepts don't mean anything. Everything has to have action steps. If you say in a meeting like, oh, I really think we should sort of start focusing on this. It's like, cool, what are the action steps? Like what is that actually going to mean? What is that going to look like? What are you gonna do? What are they gonna do? What's your team gonna do? Like and it's the same in faith. It's like, oh yeah, I'm really believing for this. Great. What are the action steps? What's your verse? Have you gone out for prayer? Are you talking to that person? This so every situation is unique. Maybe it's like, I'm gonna stop complaining about this thing. I'm gonna I'm every time this comes out, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a scripture. I'm going to love that person. I'm going to go out of my way. I'm going to speak to that person because I believe that God heals. I believe that God restores. I believe that God redeems. And and I believe he can do it for that weirdo that I don't really like. But he can do it. You know what I mean? And so the the faith there, the the action step is to actually show him the love of God. To actually... Zach, please. bit of decorum. I'm preaching. It's so fun. If it just everyone have a turn sitting near Zach during a, a message because inevitably he'll start to shake with laughter. Um, yeah, whatever it is, there's always an action step. Have you gone out for an altar call? Sometimes we don't. We sort of don't want to like overdo it or kind of seem like we're too keen or I don't know. Go out, get prayer, find someone in the court and say, "Look, I'm I'm struggling. I, can you pray for me?" That's an action step. Make an appointment and speak to your leader. They they always will have time for you. All Always. We all should have a leader in this church that we can turn to in those moments and say, are you free this week? I need to talk. I need to... And, and get some wisdom. And then they'll give you advice and go and do it. Don't ever ask for advice if you're not going to do it. <sighs> um Whatever it is, apply for that promotion. If you think God wants to bless you and that's where you're excited about, then, then go for it. Step out. Stop watching that show or reading that thing or listening to that thing because it's getting a bit negative in your head. Like maybe your action step is to just create some clarity in your mind. And then, Oh, let me have a drink. Um, I've got one more. It's good. Pray that's good what are you believing for that you haven't really prayed much about recently byron prayed for his grandparents for how many years 10 years because he didn't stop believing don't stop believing and don't sing the song um but they got saved they got born again What are you you believing for that you're just kind of like, oh yeah, I'm really believing for that. Come on, what are your action steps? Because there's always some. This is what James is on about. Faith looks like something. Faith is active. Faith is actionable. And the outworking of our faith is so important. It it has to happen because it, it cements us as followers of Christ. This is what it looks like to be a Christian. These are the things. Excuse me. So the f- the first reason it's so important is because it honors God. Mm. Um, Jesus said, "If you love me, you will obey my commandments." That is so black and white. There is no grey area there. There's no wiggle room there. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. We have to honor God. It's the same with our leaders. If we get advice, if we pour it our heart, and they say, "Yeah, well, okay, let's pray, okay." I've been praying for you. This, I think you should do this. I think you should go to this person. Or I think you should, you know, don't go there or do this or whatever their advice is. And then we go, oh, okay, thanks. And don't do it. Like, that's so dishonoring. It's so, it means nothing. It, it just means, oh, okay, so you don't, there's no value or respect of, of, of their position or of their wisdom. And it's the same with God. If we don't do what he says, it means that we don't think anything of him. We don't think anything of this word if we don't actually apply it to our lives. It means nothing it has to have application for it to for it to, to to be honoring. It blesses God when he sees us as hungry Christians reading a verse in the morning and going, "Cool, great put it in your phone, write the reference on your hand, go out meditate on it and then do it the next time you have to do some annoying thing at work. And you just go, mm, do all things without grumbling and complaining. And then you don't grumble or complain. Like, that brings him so much joy. That's what it is. That It's so simple. That's how we be Christians. That's how we show our love for God. That's how we honor him. The second reason it's important is it's because how we grow. He uses our uh, an action of faith to, to grow us. You know, God is very gracious and he always gives us more than we deserve. But at the same time, he loves to get us involved in the process. He loves to give us a challenge that's going to grow us. And, you know, healing's a really good example. Sometimes you pray and you're healed. But sometimes he kind of wants us to, to work with him a little bit and, and, and do some of those action steps. Every, every situation is unique but i've found for my own life it, it, there's always a it requires a little bit of juice from me like come on go out the front I'll go and ask that person for prayer. like i do, it, i don't like doing those things you know what i mean it's like oh, can you just heal me right now no okay great like i'll do it you know get you you got to get a verse you have got to get a scripture meditate on the scripture go go into the word like there's always he he wants us to co-labor with him it's the same when we pray for people like we could God could just kind of... We could just point at someone and be like, well, that person's got a broken leg. Like, can you just... And he'll just sort of zap them and they're healed. But he wants us to go out of our comfort zone and say, can I pray for you? And 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 he'll heal. Because He he wants us to stretch our faith. He wants us to exercise it because it gets stronger and we grow. That's how we grow. That's why it's not always so simple. It's always simple, but it's not always easy. And that's because it grows us. There's a challenge there. And, and, and we come out the other side of some of these faith battles and you go, man, like, I learned so much. I grew so much. I got so much closer to my husband or my family or whatever, like, whatever the thing is. Like, like, we can grow in these battles. And the third reason that our faith needs to be an action, that our faith needs to look like something is because it is our witness. This is how we show our faith to the world. Because they don't know what's in our heart, and they don't really care. They just care what we're doing. And even what we say, like, nobody cares what you say if it doesn't match up with what you do. As people, we're justified before God by our faith, but our faith is justified before men as works. That's the only thing that they can see. And James 2, verse 18, like I read before, I will show you my faith by my works. That's two people talking to one another. I'll show you my faith by my works. That's all we can see of one another. And in the church, it's different because we're kind of more gracious and we have those relationships. And, but in the world, like, there has to be an outworking because they're, they're cynical and so they should be because hypocrisy is rampant. We, we have to be genuine in our faith. I remember... um when I was 17, I worked at Michelle's Patisserie at a cafe. And uh, one time it came up that I was going to church or something. And someone said, are you a Christian? And I said, yeah. And they were like, oh, I would never have guessed that. And it floored me. How? That's not good. Like, That's not the response you should get. The response should be, oh, that makes sense. Not... No, you're not. Really? Oh, you don't seem it at all. Like, it was really good for me because it wasn't that I was doing anything wrong. It's just that I was like everybody else. I just was one of the team. Like I, there was nothing about me that was, that was holy in that place. You know? And, and there, there is always something that can set us apart. When our, when our faith is active, it, it's not, it's often quiet. It's not, Big things, but people are, seeing, are watching you. Like people really do notice when you just bite your tongue and everyone's having a little go at some person and you're just quietly there or you excuse yourself or I don't know. Like there's so many opportunities and you'll find, especially this week since we've talked about it, there'll be opportunities where the Holy Spirit just nudges you a little bit to kind of just stretch a little bit, exercise a bit of that faith a little bit more than you have been because that is our witness and when we go to actually have that moment of you know within our our coworkers or sort of some team sport or whatever and we we go to kind of talk about our faith or you know offer to pray for them or something like that it only works if they're like oh yeah you've always been so kind to me or you've always, you know you've always had such a, a beautiful temperament in the workplace or whatever like it's got. To, it's all got to add up, and and that's why our faith needs to be active. Because to be the salt and the light, we have to be salt and light. We have to show that. Um, last week, our uh, one of our neighbours were having a really wild um, argument. It sounded quite violent, and sort of the neighbours were like, another neighbour knocked on our door, and was like, "Can you hear that?" and So Caleb kind of ran into the house, and I was like, not sure if I should call the police or what, like, it was pretty hectic, and then, anyway, the guy, he, like, screeched off in his car, so we went round to the girl, she was sort of in the doorway at that point, and she was just really broken, like, she she was physically okay, but she was just shattered, and she just kept, like, apologising, she was so, she was like, I'm so sorry, I'm really sorry, you can all go back to bed, like, I'm so sorry, and like our street is quite a lot of like old people and they like things nice and quiet and there's all little finicky moments and stuff. And I, like she had like letters in her, her mailbox before about like the, the noise of their fights or stuff like that. And so when it came to this moment, like she was like apologetic and it, it just crushed her. So we're like, don't worry about that right now. Like that's not, I I don't know. I had such a heart for her. Like how brutal that, that, that her instinct was like, oh, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. I was like, it's okay, like... Oh man So it was really good We had a great opportunity to We chatted to her a little bit that night And then I went back a few days later And brought her like a cake And just chatted to her again And met her sons And then yesterday I saw her um, vacuuming a car like the garage door was open so I was like oh I should go and talk to her so like I went and got the mail which I like never do because all we get is junk mail but like I was like oh I'll go and get the mail because then it's like so I got the mail and then walked past like oh hi I was just getting the mail like what are you up to um and, like waving the little like price line envelope like you yeah, know we got a something from Optus dear resident mm, you know that's our mail like <laughs> It's exciting times at the Ten Card Household. Actually, sometimes Caleb's Nan sends us letters, and they're so sweet. Bless her. She uses a typewriter, and she'll put a card, like a physical cardboard card, through a typewriter because she doesn't like her handwriting. It's so cute. Anyway, so I'm waving my mail, like, oh, hey, I was just getting the mail. And and we had this chat, and she, they've actually broken up, and she's moving to Sydney. Um, but it was great. She really sort of opened up, and I was able to pray with her. And um, we're gonna help her move a little bit next weekend, and I don't know. It's just so good. Like, like God gives us opportunities to to work out our faith, and that those sort of moments and and the next kind of couple of weeks before she moves, like that that time with her is so precious and so valuable. And I could be up in my room like praying, like oh, just God, pray for souls, like. But without the outworking, it's so, it's so shallow. Like we, if we're reading about this, like, oh yeah, man, look, go out into all the world. Yeah, that's good. Go out. Like let's go out. Let's do it. Let's, let's act on our faith. We can't just sit on it. We've got to get fueled up and then we've got to go out and actually be active in our faith. We've got to, we've got to step on it and, and exercise it. So this morning, like let me just throw down the challenge. Does your faith have, feet? Does your faith have form? Does it look like something? Is it active in your life? Do the people around you, do they recognize it? Because that's, that's what it means. This is what it's all about. And that's what James is getting at. It's nothing to do with overworking and proving our righteousness or earning our salvation. Like We have wisdom. We know what this is about. This is about active, genuine faith that, that is outworked in our life. To honor God, to grow ourselves, and to be our witness. Let's pray. We hope you enjoyed this message and feel challenged and encouraged. Please let others know about our podcast so they too can learn live their best life. You can find out more about our church and ministries at c3cc.org.au. See you next time. God bless.